thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to a place of wellness and healing for both your body and mind. Get ready to live a happy, healthy, whole food life that totally rocks. You're listening to Shiny Healthy You, the straight-talking natural health show for busy women, with your host and naturopath, Jules Galloway. Today's interview tells a story of two sisters on a mission to help women by teaching them how to make healthier foods for their families. They have personally banished any foods containing nasty chemical additives for the sake of their family's health, and they haven't looked back since. They now have a pumping website, online cooking classes, and an e-course that can show you how to easily remove additives and preservatives from your diet. Oh, yeah. And they're also starting a podcast. Woo, podcast sisters. <laughs> Please welcome to the show the wonderful Tracy Fry and Joanne Ling from Sister Mixin. Yay. Woo. Thanks for having us. <laughs> now, just so that people can get acquainted with who's who, I'll do a quick roll call. Tracy. Yep, that's me. And Joanne. Yep, that's me. <laughs> You, you don't Can you tell the difference? Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> um, now, I know both of your stories are a little bit different, aren't they? So um, shall we do – I'd like to do, just do one at a time and just get a bit of a background on how both of you got mixed up in all of this together. Um, Joe, let's start with you. How did you come to be yeah. in a position where you said, right, we're going 100% additive-free and that's that. What was going on with your family at that time? Yeah, so my story is a little bit long, so I'll try to keep it um, short and sweet. Nah. But basically, mm-hmm. um, we um, we were having a lot of behavioural issues with my daughter and at the time she was just three. She just turned three and I had just had Jacob. So um, this is going back three years ago now. Jacob's just turned three. And um, we, uh, yeah, we were having a lot, a lot of behavioural issues with her. She was um, biting and scratching, and she was, she was quite angry a lot and sort of lashing out. But she also, um, she just was having these tantrums that would just not end. They would just go on for hours, and the only way she could calm down from these tantrums was when she fell asleep, basically, they would just go to a point of exhaustion and then, yeah, she would fall asleep. Um, She would sometimes curl up in a little ball and rock herself back and forth. And um, what else? She was, I guess that's putting it into a a really small nutshell, but um, life was pretty much out of control. She was removed from a couple of daycare centers because of her behavior and, um, family daycare, I should say. So that was really tough. And I guess her behavior just started to affect our whole family. Um, You know, we stopped going to play dates and we stopped going to um, the park even because she just would run off constantly. And with a newborn baby, that was just really hard to constantly, you know, run after her because she wouldn't, she just, her little mind was just so busy and so confused that she just didn't know what she was meant to be doing I don't think so she would just she would just run off um you know we stopped going to the shops I used to go to the shops when my husband got home from work because I couldn't take her to the shops without having a massive big meltdown and um yeah it was really hard so another thing with Eva is she was always always sick and I just put her sickness down to daycare 
really. And uh, she she always had she she quite often had a cold. She generally always had a cold, but she always had like infections. She constantly had tonsillitis. Um, she had bronchitis. She had pneumonia at one stage. She was only just two when she got pneumonia. Um, what else? Bronchial asthma, asthma, ear infections, you name it. She pretty much had it. And, you know, the doctors sort of kept saying, oh, there's nothing to be concerned about. It's quite normal for a child to be on antibiotics around six times in a year when they're in daycare. And, but six something times. just. Six times. Yeah, that was. That was meant Whoa. to be the norm. Six. Oh, um, okay. I just fell over. I just fell off my chair. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, and you oh listen God. to your GP because you th- you think that you're doing the right thing and that's what they say, so that's all good. But to me, I just, I just hated it and I just couldn't figure out, you know, I couldn't figure out her behaviour but I couldn't figure out why she was always sick as well. And um, so that's pretty much what led me into – looking at food I suppose there was a there was a health coach at a Thermomix demo that I went to and she mentioned additive 102 and she said to me well she said to all of us there um that's an additive that I wouldn't be giving my children and it's found as the color yellow and it's found in custard powder and it's you know found in like yellow colored food like cheesels or you know things like that and I sort of thought to myself oh that's a bit weird why would um why would why would something be in our food that we're not meant to be eating like that's that's a bit crazy and uh so I went home that night and I googled 102 and I was quite horrified to hear what it meant and what the side effects are and uh so I pretty much just started from there and started looking into food and um went from there wow that's that's intense that's really intense and um and then did you drag your sister along for the ride at this point? <laughs> no. So, no. That was a very short story of, of what was going on. So, no, what happened was um, Jacob was also also sick. And he, when I, when I got told about it, if 102, he was only seven weeks old. And he pretty much screamed from when he came out until he was about eight weeks old. And we figured out that he was lactose intolerant. So I guess not only did I have Eva, Eva's behavior was out of control. Um, I also had Jacob constantly screaming. My husband was away for work. Uh, I remember I hadn't slept for nearly three days. I had about three hours sleep in three days and I started seeing things and I was in my um, dressing gown and I guess my meltdown point was I just remember sitting on the lounge chair and crying and just thinking to myself, I did not sign up for this. Like this, this is not cool. This is not fun. This is not like I don't want to be here anymore and I rang my husband and I said, you need to come home. I cannot do this on my own anymore. So he jumped in the car from Sydney and drove home. And it was at that that point that I started doing my Googling. And I, I started thinking there has to be something there has to be something else I can do. I had Eva booked into a clinic to get her tested for ADHD. And I there was a five-month wait list and I remember thinking to myself how on earth am I going to get through the next five months like I just I don't know how we're going to do that but I thought oh well I've got no choice really I, and I had booked her into a 
super duper good clinic up here in Brisbane, which is why there was such a long wait list. And I didn't want to go to just any paediatrician or anything. So I just thought to myself, right, I'll just get through the next five months. And um, at, at that point, I started looking into food and at four and a half months, by changing her diet, I was able to cancel that ADHD appointment. Um, wow. And then I kept, so your question was, when did Tracy get involved? So for 12 <laughs> months, I um, 12 months, I just, I just, I started a little free WordPress blog and it was called something else, obviously, at that time, because I felt like I didn't really have anyone else to share my journey with. And I wanted to meet some like-minded people and I just wanted to share recipes really and just started sharing sort of whole food or additive and preservative free recipes so and initially I just sort of thought of it as a hobby and um my own little recipe book I suppose and um and I was on maternity leave and then when I was due to go back to work I said to my sister Tracy that I'm really enjoying this blog and it's getting quite popular and I'm <laughs> I really love it but I don't think I can do it on my own when I go back to work. And so she said to me, oh, well, I'll help. And um, so she came on board and then it is where it is today. And it's, yeah, well, it's about two years on from when Tracy came on board. So in regards to your daughter and, and her behavioural issues, uh, how, you know, how many chemicals did you have to cut out before you noticed a change and, and how long did that change take? Yeah, it's really interesting because... I thought that we had a good diet and I actually, um, I was cooking, you know, I was, I was still baking a fair bit and, um, I used to spend a fortune in the healthy aisle of the supermarket and, um, you know, I used to get commented all the time on how lovely her lunch boxes were at daycare, but it wasn't until I actually started looking into it before I realized how many chemicals we were actually consuming. You know, I used to buy the um, packet mixes from the, um, you know, like beef stroganoff or deviled sausages or um, even meat pie, but I would buy the, the sachet of the flavorings for for that meal, if that makes sense. And, yep. you know, I now know that those flavorings are filled with MSG, but here I am cooking a beautiful home-cooked dinner full of vegetables and meat, but it's also full of MSG. So I just really had to start looking at um, what I was buying that was in a packet. And I just, I, my situation was um, like I was at breaking point personally and I knew something had to change and it had to change now, like I didn't have tomorrow. So what I did and um, <laughs> when my husband was driving home from Sydney, I pretty much um, got all these lists off Google and I printed out all these lists of numbers and words and things I knew nothing about. And when my husband got home, I showed him this list and I, I spoke about, you know, what I had found on Google. And we both went to our cupboard and fridge and we threw in the bin every single thing that we found contained a concerning number and word my additive and preservative and it was pretty much like I pretty much felt like her behavior changed overnight I saw an instant change wow. and that doesn't work for every family you know some children's do go backwards because their body needs to detox out of it um but for us 
we pretty much noticed a difference straight away. She started sleeping um, where before she would be still up quite a few times at night or she would just wake up crying for no reason or um, she would always complain of a tummy ache and uh, that stopped. Yeah, we pretty much found a, found a difference straight away. That's amazing. What about everyone else in the house, um, even though they didn't have the same sort of circumstances and that same urgency and needing to turn things around? Did you notice changes in your own health that you didn't expect to have? Yeah, absolutely. I, when I, um, so after I had Jacob, I was quite overweight and by eating a whole food diet, I lost 20 kilos. So that was a big difference for me. Um, so by losing a lot of weight, I guess, you know, and I felt better, um, you know, I just had more energy and yeah, definitely notice a difference. Even now I can tell if, um, you know, if we go out for takeaway or something like that or go out for dinner or, and I can, I just feel different the next day. Like sometimes I'll wake up with a headache or, um, you know, I might have a bit of a tummy ache or, and yeah, your body can definitely feel it. And how about you, Tracy? How did you get on board this whole train? <laughs> well, it's it. Yeah, my story is definitely totally different to Joe. Um, I I was following her as a blog, and <laughs> she was putting up these recipes and different things. And I just would sort of read bits and pieces. But I'm a really naturally skeptical person, so I was like, "Oh, don't be ridiculous!" As if food, you know, blah blah blah, like kind of deal. So. One day, it had been a, look about a month and my daughter had been coming home complaining of headaches, my eldest daughter, and I was like, uh. anyway, I was talking to Joe one day and I said, oh, Haley's had all these headaches all the time and I don't know, I've taken her to the doctor and I'm sure she's got a brain tumour or something, you know, and Joe goes pretty much to me straight away, well, what does she eat for lunch? And I'm like in my, in my brain going, who cares what she eats for lunch? She's got a brain tumour. She's about to die, you idiot. As if she's, what, what, you know, what's her lunchbox got to do with it? You know, so. Don't have panic anyway. with me, woman. Yeah. <laughs> so I've um, gone, okay, well, I don't know. She took blah, 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 blah. And one of the things was um, barbecue shapes. And Joe, so go grab the box and tell me what's in them. So I do, I do this, you know, I thought I'll humour her. Yeah, okay. And. <laughs> If we read this ingredients list out, well, as Joe's, you know, looking up numbers and telling me, oh, no, that one's this and that one's that and this is something else and that's something else and these are linked to this and this is linked to that. And meanwhile, my brain's going, holy, can I swear? Holy yep. shit balls! Like, what the <laughs> hell is this? And, yeah, so pretty much from that moment, I threw that box in the bin. They haven't had them since. And her headache stopped. And I'm like, like overnight. And, she, and then it wasn't just one headache like she didn't come home one day it was constantly um for about a month and I had had her at the doctor and of course so you know they didn't say anything um and yeah so that was sort of when I started I really started to take more notice about what was in food from this one box of barbecue shapes yeah and it's amazing that you've nipped something like that in the bud because you wonder don't you like if if she was suffering headaches at that age what was she going to have five years from now ten years from now mm. Absolutely. It's um and now they've they had them at a birthday party one day and they both my youngest came home and she goes, Mum, you know, I went for a sleepover. She had a sleepover and she and this birthday and she had these shapes and she said, They just tasted like cardboard. I don't even like them anymore. And I'm like, Winnie 
winning. Yes. So winning. <laughs> <laughs> it was gold. But uh, <laughs> um, and it is very different with teenage kids as well because mine know there's a different way of eating because we used to eat that way for a very long time. And again, I didn't think anything particularly bad of what we were eating because none of us are overweight. We've, we're fit, we're active, uh, you know, all those things. And they take a standard lunch and or they were taking a standard lunch of what we grew up on, you know, having standard meals. I've always baked biscuits and cakes and things like that. But like Joe, yeah, the, would use a packet mix every now and then or um, different things like that. But yeah, just had no idea really, had no idea. So talk to me what that about what that was like with kids who are already established with one way of eating and then you flicking them over to a more whole food diet because that is one of the, the biggest issues I see with my clients um, in practice is that they say this is this, this is all well and good if you've you know if you're doing it from the get-go but my kids are you know X amount of years old and we can't change that now we can't change their habits now how did you yeah. how did you set out on that path okay so mine would have been roughly 14 and 12 now 16 and 13 yep uh so at the time or nearly 16 nearly about to turn 16 in a couple of weeks i'm sure she thinks she's 21 but anyway (laughs) um that's another subject she so there was a lot of uh, i'm a very stubborn person and um pretty much our house has always been if i say no that i i'm no like there's no oh, she'll eventually give in. They just, my kids just know that if I say, no, we're not having that anymore, don't, just don't bother asking again because it ain't going to happen. <laughs> so I guess from a from a parenting point of view, um, that was my, that's our routine. Like the kids just know. So if, yeah, for, for anything, that goes for pretty much anything. So they know that it doesn't matter how often they nag or how often they cry or whatever, they just give like I'm too stuck I'm more stubborn than they are so I don't give in um so I guess my piece of advice would be you have to be the most stubborn you have to be the adult you have to be the parent and if you don't want them to eat it don't buy it because we don't live close enough to a shop so they can't go and get it themselves so if you're not buying it it's not in the house they can't eat it and that's pretty much how we roll um and one day we were actually coming home in the car. So a little story. We were coming home in the car one day and my kids were whinging about all the things they miss out on. I said, well, please tell me what you miss out on and I'll, we'll make an effort to, to try and find it. And literally I'm, it was about three minutes of silence because no one could think of something they actually miss out on. So when they'd say, oh, we don't get chocolate anymore. And I said, well, we do. We just buy an organic brand. And they're like, well, yeah, um, okay, well, what about biscuits? Yeah, so all the homemade, yeah, no, not missing out on those. Um, Even potato chips, yep, no, we just buy the natural ones. So they just, they're they're not missing anything. They're missing flavours, so we don't buy salt and vinegar, we just buy plain, you know. Um, And that's not to say never either, like when we go out or if we're at someone else's house, look, I'm not that person that's, you can't have that, you can't have that. So when we're out and we're in someone else's house or at a party or out for dinner, it's just you just eat what's there because that's what you've been, like that's manners, you eat what you've been given um, and you don't whinge about it. And <laughs> whereas when you're in our house, this is my rules and this is how it goes. So, yeah, yeah so from a from a teenage point of view, I guess the only thing I can say is 
you're still the parent. So yeah, don't buy it and it won't be in the house. Yeah. And and how about you, Joe? Because your your daughter was much, much younger. Did you have any trouble flicking her over into Whole Foods? Yeah, I think it's still it's still really difficult because I mean she was three, so she still she knew what chocolate was, she knew what biscuits were, she knew what um lollies were. She like so um it was almost more for her I had to talk at the start I guess I felt a little bit like I was almost brainwashing her saying oh no you can't have that one because that's got MSG in it and and then I started thinking to myself oh well she doesn't know what MSG is oh she doesn't know what that artificial food color is but then something switched in my brain and I thought she actually needs to know about this stuff because if I'm not teaching her this then who is I like, and I shouldn't feel silly for saying to her, either that one's got blue food coloring in it, because, and that's not going to make you feel well. If I don't say that, then, you know, she'll never know. So once I sort of got over that and started thinking, no, I'm not an idiot for saying these kind of things. I'm actually being a parent and benefiting her. Um, life became a lot easier. So you know, and I, I quite often, um, and I still do it, and I say to her, well, let's just find the better alternative. So if she wants, um, I don't know, something from the supermarket, let's say we're there and she wants a Kinder Surprise or something like that. Well, they're actually not, they're actually not too bad from an additive point of view. But um, I'll say to her, oh, well, let's maybe just go and have a look at the, you know, Loving Earth chocolate or, or something like that. So we always try and find an alternative and, I mean, we still have that junk food rule that it's a sometimes food and that, um, you know, we can't eat, even though it's Loving Earth or something like that, we can't eat it all the time. It's definitely still a sometimes food. But I just always try to find the better alternative and talk to her about why we're finding that better alternative. And I think the great a bonus kind of with Eva is that she knows when she doesn't feel good. Um, it also flares up her asthma really bad. So if she has a big binge at a birthday party or something like that, she will feel it the next day and, and she'll really feel it the second day. And it actually almost scares her a little bit now that she's six and can understand her her feelings. Um, so I think when I say to her, honey, that one's not going to make you feel good, she actually knows that it's not going to make her feel good. Yeah, it's it's good that you've somehow gotten that into her so early that, you know, X equals Y, like I have this and it causes this problem here. So it's, yeah. it's good that she knows exactly what it's going to do because then it's not – you, you don't get so rebellious about it because you understand what it's going to. It's it's mm. not just I'm not allowed to have it because mum says I'm not allowed to have it. It's I'm not having it. I choose not to have it because I know that it makes me feel bad. Yeah, and I guess that is a, it's almost a bit of a bonus that way because it's almost like having an allergic reaction or being intolerant to something. You know, if you're allergic to peanuts, you're not going to go and eat a handful of peanuts. And it's sort of no different that if you – are going to flare up your asthma from eating a bunch of sulfite-filled dried apricots, then you're not going to do that. Um, so, yeah, I guess I just I just had to get over that myself of that. And, and with little kids, you kind of can't say it 
really quiet on the sly either. You mm-hmm. have to say it in front of other parents. Um, and especially <laughs> if you're at a birthday party or if you're at the shops or if you're somewhere where there's other people, you you can't really bend down and just whisper it in their ear. You do have <laughs> to say it and other people hear it. And I just had to get over it at the end of the day and just think, well, it's my kid, it's my life and too bad. Yeah, I, I remember when I was setting out becoming very strict with gluten and dairy-free, The I used to come unstuck when I was out in public because I mm. didn't want to be that guy, mm. you know, that guy, mm. the guy who calls the waiter over and goes, oh, you know, um, that thing that's on the menu there, is that um, done in breadcrumbs or is that done in, you know, what's it done in and what's in the sauce <laughs> and can I have the sauce on the side? Yep. And I just didn't want to be that guy. But eventually I had to learn the hard way that, I had to be that guy if I wanted to be healthy and yeah. if that's what it took, that's what it took. And But yeah. at first there's just that you don't want to be singled out in, and like you said, in front of the other people, in front of your peers. Yeah. It was yeah. funny the other day at school, um, she's in grade one now and they quite often have super dupers for birthdays and she knows that that's a no-go. Like that's something I won't bend on at all. And um so I've bought her a pack of icy poles from the supermarket. They're still in a package. They're still in plastic, you know, um, and I've given them to the school to put in their freezer. So then when the other kids have super duper, she has a smooth. And um, anyway, she and then the other day a mum made cupcakes. And, like, I will, you know, I will bend on a cupcake if it's not bright blue or bright pink or isn't you know, lathered in hundred thousands or something. Um, but if it's just a plain vanilla cupcake, I might, you know, bend on that. But anyway, she, she, um, she, I pick her up the other day. She goes, mom, in front of everyone, <laughs> mom, I got a cupcake and guess what? It was gluten free. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's great, darling. Okay, let's go. <laughs> But the funny thing is, because she's only in grade one, I'm quite new to the school. Like, I've, you know, we've only been there a year and everyone knows me as Sister Mixon, the healthy mum, you know. And so when she said it in front of everyone, I was just like, oh, that's that's gold, but let's go. Yeah, move along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate, what's in the super dupers that we don't want? What is it, the colouring? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Probably yeah. everything oh, except oh. water. Oh my god! I they, didn't. They, I just thought they were water and sugar. I never thought. No, the reason they're red is from red food coloring. The reason they're yellow is from yellow food coloring. There's, there's no, there's nothing in them that you would want to consume. Oh my god! We lived on those in the eighties. Yeah, well, we had them <laughs> oh as god. kids as well, but oh yeah, they're not cool. Wow. All right. Now, I'm assuming now that we've spoken about cupcakes and super dupers, there's going to be a few people listening who are just a little bit overwhelmed. Um, (laughs) So, girls, how do we make the change without causing complete overwhelm and more stress? Because I'm all about the less stress. I'm I'm always coming from a position of less stress. So, I'd love to know separately and together, how did you both go about the transition without completely losing your marbles? Yeah. Who do you want to go first? Joe? Yeah, I'll go. I mean, I, as I said before, I was desperate. I needed something to change yesterday and 
I didn't have a choice. So I went complete cold, cold turkey. But in saying that, I did with my house, like I did with my fridge and pantry. But I didn't bother looking at my cleaning products. I didn't lo- bother looking at body care. I didn't bother looking at laundry powder. I just just stuck with food. And when I had the food down pat, which took me, I'm still learning three years on, but it definitely took me at least a good 12 months to get happy with what I was doing before I looked at something else. So I would say that um, I guess if you're in a state like I was, just try and just try and look at one thing, whether it be food or whether it be, um, you know, whatever you want it to be. But I think I know what Trace is going to say, and I totally agree with her as well, is it's really just one step at a time. You don't have to do what I did and go full hog. It doesn't need to be like that. It mm-hmm. can just be simply looking at breakfast. You know, maybe when you serve up breakfast tomorrow, have a look at the ingredients. And generally, if you don't understand what those words and numbers mean, generally, they're not great. And you could look at a different alternative. You know, if breakfast isn't something you want to tackle because Eva, she has um, she, she has got a few sensory issues and I can't get her to eat anything but toast for breakfast. So I look at the toppings on the toast. I try to buy the best quality bread I can find. And it's just, you know, fight your battles, really. If breakfast isn't something you want to look at, look at lunch or look at dinners. And maybe next time you go to buy the flavorings like I used to buy, try and make it from scratch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with Jo. Um, but for me, because my journey was a lot slower and I didn't have that des- that desperation, um, I just replaced one item each time I went to the supermarket. So as my tomato sauce ran out, I'm a little bit different in that I've always made um, a lot of stuff anyway. Like we, I've always been a kitchen person. So I've always, not I won't say always, sorry, that's a bit of a fib. But in, since I've had a family and since we've moved and things have settled down for me, not in my younger days so much, uh, but in later now, um, I'm going to say later in life because I'm now over 40, um, <laughs> but <laughs> for the last probably 10 years, I have definitely made things like sauce from scratch, but we have always bought sauce as well. So there's always been options. I just stopped buying sauce and the kids had nothing, no choice. And they like homemade sauce, but because the store bought was there, they still went for that. When I stopped buying it, they just have homemade and they don't really care. Uh, so it was that sort of stuff. So I just gradually, um, as I, as my self-raising flour ran out, I bought an organic brand. Uh, as yeah, so as things ran out in my pantry, I replaced it with a better option, and I definitely didn't rush into it. It was just um, yeah, pretty much one or two ingredients at a time each time I went to the supermarket, and yeah, really slow. And the motto that we have throughout system mixing and throughout our additive free made easy course is don't stress it and we really push that because there's life is too stressful already and you don't need to be stressed about food because food should be fun and tasty mm. and interesting and and I'm going to say fun again because it should be joyful and it sh- yeah and it, it shouldn't be stressful so it's just yeah don't stress it like if you have to um get takeaway one night because I don't know you've just been in the car eight hours and you've come back from a camping trip and you know you don't have food in the house because you've eaten it all on you know like whatever like don't stress it if there's a situation that you just can't it's out of your control if you go to hospital for crying out loud you can't control Mm. what food they give you so don't stress it you know like or those sorts of things but at the same time do the best you can and if you just um 
sitting around watching TV and you think, oh, I really should have cooked dinner tonight. All I've done is actually, you know, that that's different. That's not a stressful situation. And perhaps maybe you should have got off your date and cooked dinner and not relied <laughs> on takeaway. But, you know, there are definitely moments in life where chaos reigns and you, you don't have a choice. But, um, yeah, our motto is definitely don't stress it and and that's what we both live by. I don't know. I reckon you should change your motto to get off your date and cook dinner. It's got a certain ring. <laughs> you I know what, We had takeaway the other night, though, and I really should have cooked dinner. <laughs> it really, though, it can be just as simple as an egg on toast is yeah. better than a Happy Meal. Um, yeah. And I would, yeah, I mean, even peanut, natural peanut butter on a cracker or whatever. Like it doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have to be Instagram worthy. It just has to be an upgrade. No. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My best night. So the kids go, what's for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know. You're 16. Cook it yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm yet to get there. <laughs> How's that going no, for no, you? <laughs> yeah. I know. It's fine. They'll have, yep. Yeah, they'll, they'll pretty much have an egg on toast. <laughs> nice. Nice. You've taught them well. Um, what are some of your go-to dishes, girls? Uh, okay. For me, I'm going to go first. For me, probably spaghetti carbonara um, is definitely an all-time favourite in our house. Uh, and probably butter chicken would definitely – and both of those take me no longer than 15 minutes. Yeah, nice. Yeah, 15 um, to 20 minutes. Mine would be, oh, my God, spaghetti bolognese, which I just cannot wait till my kids are old enough to never eat that again. Um, <laughs> I just don't enjoy that but my children love it and I can whack in there oh you know mushrooms capsicum carrots zucchini um spinach whatever I veggies I can find pretty much I just blend down you know I've got a thermomix but blend down in a blender chuck in a couple of cans of um you know tomatoes your mince, onion, garlic, and dinner's pretty much done. So that would definitely be a quick and easy meal for us and something I know the kids will eat. And we'll quite often have that with gluten-free pasta. Or if I peel the green off a zucchini, we can get zoodles into them. Um, but generally it's gluten-free pasta. And um, another one, oh, another one I do, again, it's a pasta dish because um, – my kids love pasta, is I will whack in, again, my Thermomix, but you could do it in a pot or whatever, pumpkin, carrot, cauliflower, yeast flakes, nutritional yeast um, flakes, and garlic and an onion and boil that down basically, oh, and a can of coconut cream and boil that down basically kind of like a soup but it's really thick, it's a, it's a sauce, and then just pour that over pasta and I don't, like we've got that on our blog and, yeah, I don't think anyone, any kids or any adults have not liked it. It's delicious. Uh, if you give me a link for that, I'll pop that in the show notes. It sounds awesome. Yeah, sure. Yep. Cool. Um, you guys, what do you say to anyone who says that shifting to a whole food diet is too expensive? Uh, it's so not. I actually think we spend less at the supermarket um, I would recommend getting into a bit of a co-op or at least starting your own uh, and buying local because often local is cheaper anyway. So, um, yeah, no, I don't reckon, yeah, it's definitely not more expensive at all, at all. It's def it's way cheaper. Yeah. yeah, my take on that would be it does take, it does take a few 
months to get your head around it and I I guess I can suggest is to give yourself time again don't stress it we talk about this this in our course as well is you need to give yourself time to adjust because not everything is going to come straight away um so and especially if you're transforming one ingredient at a time over time you're not going to notice a big expense so as Trace said you know when your flour runs out just go to an organic flour and if you're doing it one step at a time, you're not really going to notice a difference in your grocery bill. But if you stop buying those packet mixes and you stop buying the um, the junk food and you stop buying the the poppers or fruit boxes, um, there goes there goes so much money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's definitely cheaper to to either make it yourself from scratch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and shop local. And if you can get into a co-op. Or, like I said, start your own. And I've just started my own with about, uh, there's only me and two other of my girlfriends and we have enough every, we generally do it every school holiday, so four times a year. And I order in bulk everything that I need and, yeah, and it's great and it works out so much cheaper. Yeah, it's good to know that, yeah, I think you're right with that little teething period where there's that crossover where it does feel like it's a bit more expensive because maybe you're stocking up your pantry and with new things. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it does even out. And then it saves you money. You're right, it does because all that Mm -hmm. package stuff, I mean, you know, it's not cheap in the long run. Even takeaway, though, you know, you, you spend $30, $40, $50 drive through and you could make five meals for that (laughs) like really you know yeah so yeah no now you guys have got a blog and a course that teaches people how to transition to this way of living don't you yeah yeah we do we're so proud of our course it's called additive free made easy and you can just find it on that link it's just www.additivefreemadeeasy.com and Yeah, we're starting one soon uh, in July. Uh, So I'm not sure when this is going to air, but in July, and we're taking registration soon. Tickets haven't gone on sale yet. But, yeah, we're so proud of that because it's literally changed lives. Like we have had so many uh, replies to emails and, you know, comments within groups and things like that of, of, yeah, just lives changed, like totally changed. It's incredible. That's awesome. I love your work. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So where else can people find you? I know you've got uh, your Sister Mixon website and your Facebook. You're on Instagram as well, aren't you? Yeah, we're on Instagram and we're also on Snapchat, which gets a little bit crazy oh, at times. But, yeah, so you, follow us on hipsters. Snapchat. <laughs> I love it. We I love to get Snapchat. my girls. It's I had awesome. to get my teenage girls to show me how to use it because I'm not cool at all. <laughs> I know the Merrymaker sisters have been like trying to tell me how awesome it is and I'm like, oh, you, you know I'm no, 40, it's... right? No. <laughs> You've got to do it, Jules. It oh is so much fun. We have a ball on Snapchat. It's oh just God. ridiculous, yeah, but fun. In, ridiculous in a good way as in fun and just, yeah, yeah, you can act a fool and it's great. All right, I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it out. Thank you so much for joining me today, both of you. It's been awesome as usual. It's it's lovely. We've done a bit of a podcast swap now, haven't we? I know, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. so you're on our podcast which is now live on iTunes. So you're uh, you're live on there and we've just opened up our podcast last night, which is super exciting and that's called The Whole Circle by Sister Mixon. So you can either search us on Sister Mixon or The Whole Circle. 
Congratulations, you guys. It's awesome. And Thanks. I can't wait to see what you do in the next few years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for today. And um, hopefully we'll chat again soon in the future. Thanks, Good Jules. Take care. Bye. What an eye-opening interview that was from the Sister Mixon sisters. Now, if you like what you've heard here, please take the time to give us a five-star rating on iTunes and hit subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode. Also, I've got a brand new free gift on my website for you. It's called The Little Guide to Healing Your Adrenals. If you're tired, busy and feeling a bit under the weather, this guide is a great place to start. Just head to julesgalloway.com, scroll down just a tad and you'll see it there on the right-hand side. Sign up and the free guide will be yours within the hour. Now stick around because we have some awesome interviews coming up over the next few weeks, plus another Ask the Naturopath episode where I answer all your trickiest health questions. Till then, please look after yourself and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.